What up? What up? What up? New week, new week. JTO coming at your face. Yeah, everybody. Make sure you stay out that rain. And we'll shout out to Cement. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I don't even know how to explain. I wanted him to explain it a little bit. I can't even look at his face. <laughs> but he's literally been trying to argue for the last too long that the world would have been better if if we had gotten cement from ancient alright, what you gotta notice this about, uh, about this kid here he has a weird reverence for ancient shit that doesn't matter anymore so you often hear him talk about ancient J- Japanese customs uh, shit we should have gotten from Greece and ancient Rome and he brings up cavemen and dinosaurs more than anyone should <laughs> outside of being a paleontologist. You're so dope. Like, wow. it, none of them. It might be a career path. Yeah, it's, you have to get to it like right now. But then again, <laughs> that I feel like paleontologist has to be a pretty easy job, honestly. Because uh, you just gotta know stuff and like digging, right? Yeah, I mean, and it's like almost a storytelling that's cooperative. You're with a bunch of guys, you guys are all digging, and you all look at the bones, stuff like that, and together you come up with a story you all think is solid. Yeah. It's just bullshit. <laughs> 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 you know, like, I mean, I all respect to the paleontologists, I guess. Like, it was better cement, they might not have their job. Yo, explain the cement, because you say shit one more time, I swear to God. It's so fucking stupid. It's very so, yeah. so, so back in the day, back in the day, they had a cement in Rome that not only was it harder than what we have now, but it hardened in water instead of broke down. And I mean, that's amazing by itself, but it's not. I mean, then it's you get to apply it. Amazing is way too strong. Let's just be clear. Good. Anything that don't break down when you put it somewhere, that's great. That's some. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Legendary. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Listen, I hate potholes as much as everyone else. But uh you have to understand how hot he came in on this topic when he brought it up. Oh yeah. Like he brought it up like he had just dropped the fucking hammer on like, yo, <laughs> I can't even believe we've made it this far. Cause the fact that we let this cement technology get away from us. Uh, eons ago, like what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, talking a, about it's a real disappointment. It's they they got nothing that. has mattered less <laughs> in the scope of time. We could have done so much more. Like nothing. Those hurricanes in Miami yeah. wouldn't be anything. That's this. That's <laughs> that was the uh, the loose cement of South Beach. Alright, we can we gotta move on. To this. <laughs> this is nonsense. It was nonsense when we started this. The fact that we brought it up in front of you people is uh I'm sorry. <laughs> it took us a while to press play because we were gone this so long. It's flexed and uh kinda sad on the inside. <laughs> Lord but with that, I do want to talk about misinformation. Yeah, we can talk about some misinformation. <laughs> Good lord. 
and now everyone's a victim. Yeah, because no one would know how important this submit is if it wasn't for the fact that we, we were able to bond to this stuff, and we still don't really care about it as much as we should. No, I think we think the right amount of care is on it right now. We need so much more, man. No, so what we can... Yeah, but misinformation. People, people put out information, mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. I think it's a special hell you should go to. If you know the truth, and you intentionally try to tell people something otherwise to get any kind of advantage out of it. Yeah, now see, do you have the same, um, I agree with, uh, it's just irresponsible and you know you're doing the role of disservice by acting that way, but do you hold uh, people that, I guess you really can, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I was about to say like, <clears throat> because that, what comes with misinformation is misinformed people. <laughs> yes, misinformed people. And so these people are now just regurgitating said misinformation. What's this information that um, That's wrong. So I guess yeah, you can't hold them in the same regard. Yeah. They're just trying to fix it as soon as possible. They're more annoying than bad. Excuse me. Yeah. Because it's just like it'll bug you because it's like, oh, I know you're wrong. But you know they don't have that nasty intention. And they're not getting, they're usually not getting anything out of putting out that misinformation they got because it's normally way above them anyway. You got people talking about all the stuff in politics and this and that about the immigrants. They work at Walmart. It does them no good to talk about it, but they believe it passionately. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they're not really, man. Alright, I'm trying to. I'm sorry, I got caught up. Because it doesn't affect anything on a macro scale, but that micro scale is still there, right? Because, like, if, you know, if you're believing said propaganda, the way you treat people is now based off of that kind of thing, right? Oh, yeah. So now it, just, it does directly influence, you know, people's uh, lifestyle and livelihood. And that's kind of part of what I brought up earlier, that the things they'll do need to be broken down so far to these things they believe that were never true because they cause, they cause a chain reaction that makes people react certain ways. You have a guy that thinks whatever kind of craziness, uh, let's say Earth is flat, he thinks he's going to just go, what, run to the end of the Earth and it's a waterfall? Let's, you know, let's say he goes and tries. He eventually just comes back. Okay, he wasted all of our time and money. I thought the world was flat. Thought I'd get to the end of it. Well, see, I guess what makes me, that one in particular, we did, we've already done all these things. Like, that was a part of history. You know what I'm saying? Like, sorry about that, guys. Let's uh, go explore out there because, I mean, like, everyone thought there was flat at one point. This is what, see, there's some information that's tolerable and some that's just kind of, well, not tolerable, uh, just the worst. And stuff like that. Like, when you're kind of rehashing topics that are already very proven and solved, like, you're just dragging everything back hundreds of years for the sake of what? Like, yeah. And, like, I, yeah. and I think it depends on. 
I don't know which one really makes me angrier. Like flat earth or uh, climate change deniers. Like I know one actually has an effect on the future. But the other is so annoying that uh, it's competitive. <laughs> you know what I'm the thing for climate change specifically, it makes me kind of aggressive towards people that don't believe it, is that it has that effect. Like if enough if enough people are putting out this misinformation, sure. now we're messing things up. Mm-hmm. Flat Earth, I mean, yeah, people will still shoot rocks. Yeah, it's it's harmless, but like it's so stupid that it's uh, the flat Earth one felt like a signal to me that the internet has enough power to give these random people that strong voice that they that these misinformed people feel that they believe Jimmy off of YouTube more than all scientific progress made. Now yeah, Jimmy be talking this shit. Um, yeah. It's just a shame. I don't know. It just feels like, to me, that was like the signal at the beginning of the end. <laughs> That's what I saw. Like, no, it's complete darkness. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, if we can't um, close the book on this, then uh, I don't know how we're going to go forward. Because we have so many, so many more important topics to solve and tackle that uh, we need to get done quickly. And... Um, we have people still out here arguing about, you know, the Earth is round. And, and the people that believe it, like even even though I am more mad at them than I would be, I'm not mad that I'm not mad like, oh, you're just horrible. I just know that whatever you're tuning into is a waste of time. I just want them. Can we talk about the Thanos snap and <laughs> and like how? refreshing that this might have been (laughs) and I say that knowing that I could have easily been snapped away but man if you weren't the snap was was such a coin toss like oh yeah but like if you won that coin toss like there would have been like a couple weeks of like oh my god what's happening tragedy but I just want to see it's like stabilized and you're just like man like Making progress. There's no lines. Uh, everybody gets to play in the NFL. Like, <laughs> what? you know what I mean? Like, it's really. Program more. We're good. Yeah, I mean, even at the random pace, because you're still gonna have some wackos left. But like, even 50% less wackos, unless somehow they all didn't get snapped by it the worst random randomization ever. See, the scary part for me about even the thought of that is that there are less people that are highly educated and able to do what needs to be done yeah. than the large number of people that yeah. would take in that misinformation. Overwhelming, yeah. You only need to kill, you only need to snap like 10 of them. Maybe you're you got a whole day now. I would hope it's more than 10 people. <laughs> no, I mean, there's more than 10, but I feel like if you take 10, I know, I, you're going to get a I, I feel what you're saying. I don't want to, just because if, it, if all this is hinging on 10 people. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that doesn't even sound like crazy to me. <laughs> the whole Supreme Court is. All hinging on one woman's life right now. Yeah. 
You just fell. Anything can happen. Yeah, I yeah. Say it's all on ten people, but I I get. I, <laughs> we can scale the numbers. Yeah, up. I, I get a thousand, but I don't. Yeah, I generally feel you though. It's a very small percentage of people that know how any of this shit works. Yeah, uh, and you could just make more of it. Um, make more of it and maintain or improve the system we already have. All that. Yeah, it's the, the extra step is what makes it difficult. Like, I think it's a good, a good number of people that are able to understand how the system works, but to be able to implement it or improve it is a whole new step. Yeah. It's just it's a shame, though, because the moment you start having these thoughts of these people in separate camps. <laughs> now they're calling you a dictator and a tyrant. It's a weird thing because last time we were talking about how China kind of won in terms of putting out new technologies. And. Did we? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. We were, we were talking about uh, in America, it's hard to. Get the new things out because there's so many barriers, but the China they'll kind of finance. Like, yeah, I know we talked about it. We talked about it on here. I think it was on screen. Okay, I don't think it was, but I don't. I, yeah, that's only based on a feeling, but it's, I'm not whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna watch it back. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um. But yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. If we did, just in case. <laughs> now, now you got me paranoid. Yeah. We were talking the other day. We were saying that America had their, we got a lot of smart people, but we aren't able to support them the way we should because they have so many barriers to get what needs to be done done. Versus China, who, when they, when they need something done, they'll just say, hey, we'll finance it, we'll do whatever you need, just get to work. Yeah, because it comes from basically, I'm almost like 100% sure we were talking about it. Okay, that's why we had it. Yeah. Um, all right. But yeah, it's basically just the uh, the open market um, of America versus like more state-run market uh, in China and just that for businesses to succeed, you have to make profits, uh, especially if you go to like a public company that you have a lot of shareholders you have to answer to and that have voting rights on uh, certain decisions. And all of that is cool for the sake of business, but for the sake of innovation, that uh, usually, because in history, usually doesn't come from the private sector. Usually you have like government run um, agencies or whatever that are able to experiment, push innovation because it's not going to bring back a immediate profit, right? Um, and anyone that's, you can't have a business operating in the red for too long before you have to close your doors. Um, you know what I'm saying? Unless you have, be able to do that fundraising annually and people still believe you <laughs> in your vision. But, um, so, yeah, we're saying um, American companies usually don't have that luxury to innovate in the private sector where China they do because like Huawei for example can't fail it's like sponsored by the Chinese government so yeah. they can technically run at a loss for 
however long they want, or however long the uh, government will allow them to. Um, if they're, you know, trying to push to make something brand new, you know what I'm saying? Um, they just have more leeway in that direction. So yeah, that's yeah. what we're talking about on that. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how we can improve that and maintain a free market. Because that's like the overall goal. We want both, but yeah, but I mean, like you have, um, if you're gonna have it come from like the private sector innovation, uh, you have big enough. You have companies that get big enough where they have like R and D departments, where it's just um, all right. We can put money for you guys to work on this over here because we're able to make money over here. Um, like that's. Like Google, Google's like actually big on that. Um, it's not necessarily R and D department, but what they would do is uh, for their employees, uh, say you have like a nine hour day, right? Uh, an hour of that would be delegated for to your time. I don't know if they still do this, but they did this uh, back towards like the inception and well, I'll explain. A lot of things came from this. But basically that hour time you can work on your own project. Um, you know, whatever you thought, whatever problem you want to solve, whatever, whatever, whatever tickled your fancy. And, um, but Google owned the rights to whatever came out of this, so, you know. But, like, I guess you were able to leverage it. Um, but what came out of that was um, all the Google Labs. So that's how you got your Google Docs. Uh, I think Gmail may have come out of that. Um, um, there was a an image um, app that came out of that. That kind of got phased away or changed in other stuff. But the paint, not paint. That's Microsoft. Okay. Um, no, it was um, it was like a picture editor. It doesn't matter. But like the point was that like a lot of big projects actually came out of that. I don't think I named enough of them. Um, but like you search Google Apps, um, and you'll see like a list of things that are either been launched from there, or that are probably even still in development there or in beta mode. But those a lot of those projects just came from uh, their employees having the time to experiment on their own. Uh, so that's time not dedicated to making profit. Is, I guess the moral story. Yeah. Um, and um, so you you have to have that insight to know that if you're doing good hiring, especially like in a technology field, then you should be have uh, creative on top of like super intelligent people that are able to do what you're uh, allowing them to do. So allowing them to flex that creativity, you know, is also is just smart. It's just a really a lot of there's a lot of foresight, you know, because that that was a that wasn't a thing before that. Like I don't even know how big of a thing that is now and um, with other companies, but um, yeah. I think I heard something about Amazon having a similar thing in there. Um, it's in Washington, I think it's Seattle, but it's like a eco dome they made. Yeah, probably at like the uh, headquarter level, like mm -hmm. yeah, at the engineering level, because you want to let those people be able to think, because you're asking them to solve problems that didn't exist. 
if you're one of these top tier companies that are pushing for new stuff, like, all right, you, you got to go figure out a new frontier. And to do that, you kind of have to be a little freeform with your thought. Uh, or whatever works best for that person. So, you know what I'm saying? You can't hire geniuses and then not let them genius. Uh, you got to let them frolic. And if you put them under that um, torture chamber, nine to five, dot, 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 you'll kill out a large part of what made them uh, well, special. Yeah, that's why you got them in the first place. You can strip that away from uh, people for sure under the wrong circumstances. Like that's that was actually a thing that they were talking about in the um, video game industry. Because like everybody that makes video games was a kid that grew up loving games. It's just the natural at this point, um, especially. Like you know, we whole generations of kids built off uh, raised with TV and video games, and some of those kids grow to have an interest in this, they dedicate time and, you know, their life to learning these skills and they're excited about it and then all of a sudden you get hired to Activision, oh shit, it made some of my most popular, uh, my favorite franchise, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you get there and it's like, oh, well, I get to do this thing, but the fashion in which they make me do it is like a, a slave assembly line, you know what I'm saying? Like there's... Uh, 50, 60 hour weeks with no overtime and deadlines that are impossible and if I can't comply I'm fired and replaced because again it's something that people grow up wanting to do um, it's not a lot of people that can do it to this it is skilled but like yeah it's a dream job until you get it in a lot of cases that's what you know it's yeah in a kid's mind, or someone even learning it, it's a dream job, but you get into it just because of the money that's involved now, you know, the deadlines are just gotten nuts and the demands are insane. So, like, they're kind of killing some of that spirit out of it, um, out of the developers. Um, Do you think that that's something that would make gaming in general more generic as time goes on? I think it's already happening. Yeah. Um, that old pay-for-play thing. Um, South Park, you may like have something fun of it. It's like the games aren't even like fun. You know what I'm saying? You're just building something and you have to wait. Like, I remember I played <laughs> I played this fucking uh, game on I It was a long time ago. The Simpsons game mm-hmm. on iPad. It's embarrassing that I played that game. <laughs> like, it's really bad. Because I built up the whole fucking Springfield. I did not pay. I made it a point not to pay for it. Because <laughs> that's like the whole thing. Like Basically, you build something. You build like a building. And you have to wait for the building to be built. Like in real time. Yeah. So like, it'd be like, alright, come back in 12 hours. Or whatever. Yeah. And you come back and it'd be built. And you get some coins. And then you build another thing. So you're doing this whole thing, and it's been going for weeks or whatever, you're just building shit. Um, but the exchange of, uh, it's like a Sim City, but like super slow. And yes. But the point is you'd be uh, spending, you could buy more coins with real money, and that kind of was exchange for time. 
that'll make things go faster, and blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, it wasn't a fun game. It was, like, fun that you could build out a thing, like, you could design your little city. That's something. But, like, it's not, like, it's no fucking Grand Theft Auto, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing, it's not engaging. It's a, it's a different type of engaging, maybe. Um, but, yeah, that's a whole play model, um, you know what I mean? And they made tons. So it's like, yeah. And I would even argue, because even like, like Fortnite is just a combination of like a first person shooter and like Minecraft, right? That's a good way of thinking about it, yeah. It's so far as well, I am. Like, <laughs> like, like, that's just, I, like, that's not, that's, that's pretty innovative. Okay, I'm not going to take anything away from that. It's innovative to put those things together because I wouldn't have ever thought that in a million years. Yeah. Um, to be honest. But, like, it's not a new... I guess something new came out of it. It's not... It's not, it's not a, a huge step forward, though. Yeah, and it's not as fun as... It's not as fun as people have had with it for me. Like, I've, I've been having a thing with video games where... The, the time investment's going up a lot. Like, yeah, you had a PlayStation 2, PlayStation 1, you get on Mortal Kombat, let's say. The worst thing you have to do is beat the story mode so you can get the other characters. That's the worst to the beat. Now you have, well, you can pay this fee so you don't have to do this, but if you want to grind it out, you're going to do uh, some kind of crazy amount of hours of grinding all to get whatever currency they've made in the game hit and finally get there just for a costume. <laughs> oh yeah. It's never worth it. Or people buy the costumes too, like uh oh, yeah. Madden and shit, yeah. like buying just their clothes, like yo, I, I can imagine being a parent and getting a bill for virtual clothes. I lose my shit all the way. But it's the weirdest option they presented to you. Because it's like yeah, you could you could do that. Like you could spend all your time doing that, or you could just pay us a little extra. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it's always the. Uh, I feel like one of the biggest um, one of the biggest things that have come out of the technical age is people, and it should have always been the case, but like now, just it's more so. But people's um, value of their time has increased and decreased kind of at the same time like how valuable they you hold it because in one hand right people will pay a lot for the convenience or at least the illusion of saving time like that's part of what makes uber everything um I, oh, I don't have to wait to find or hell a taxi or whatever I don't even have to, when I get there, I don't even have to uh, take out money to pay him or whatever. Like, it's all frictionless. Snap, get in the car. I know this guy. I'll, hey, what's up? We're going that way. All right, cool. We're there. All right. I was awesome. Great. Bye. Thanks. So fast. So fast. And, like, um, where, to the point where, like, people order Ubers in, like, New York City where taxis are everywhere. Like, you could step outside anywhere in Manhattan to get a taxi. Uh, 
But people still call it Uber just because it's just uh, at least the Uber's more convenient. Um, yeah. And then there's there's some there's more to it than that in Uber's case because just the peace of mind knowing the price of what it's going to be when you get there before you start that's huge in that service as well. Um, so we have that, but then also on the other side, people I feel like now more than ever spend so much time doing nonsense like playing whatever or random shit on their phone or scrolling your Instagram feed for like the fifth time <laughs> you know what I'm saying like so it's like you we're able to we want to pay more to get our time but then when we get it we waste it on something else that means more than meaningless I feel like more than ever when you said that it made me kind of think that it might be more a thing that companies are good at presenting you with these frictionless things and they're just charging a premium to use them. It's not even like a premium though. Because yeah, like, that's the thing. In some cases. Yeah, that's, or it's at least, it's always competitive. Yeah. It's never like, a, they undercut when they can, especially if they're in a new market. Uh, this is Uber in particular. Like they come in, if, uh, if they're new to your city and you open Uber, it's going to be like, oh, shit, uh, two, five free rides or whatever just to get you in the system and get you used to what it is. And then they got you. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not, it's not the premium. It's just they can do the volume. See, like, one taxi company, no matter where the taxi company is, that's like one city or whatever. So it's only so many drivers. Yeah. If you have every city and all the drivers, then we don't have to pay more. We could even charge less. Um, that's not beneficial to the driver itself, but for us, we get a cut of all of it. So yeah. who cares? You know what I'm saying? Business will be good. It's more than good. <laughs> uh, dominant. I mean, yeah, like making like think about making. God, I can't even. I think I looked it up one day. Um, because it was like it was looking at um, I was looking for uh, processes in an hour because it was like comparing like different blockchains and then to different payment systems and it's like Visa does like I don't know, like a thousand a second or something like that and Uber's like right up there with like a couple hundred a second um, and if you think about that's just transactions but think about every one of those being at least like a dollar like a second. Yeah, it's just you know what I'm saying. Snowballing out of control. It uh, all the time. <laughs> like it's just it's just uh, so much money. So yeah, you just win. And, um, and the reason I was thinking that was because I thought it was less of a thing of people are saving their time and more of a thing that people's priorities are really bad. Because it means both. And then, don't get me wrong. Like I'm just being super general, some people use these things to their advantage because you save time and if you're um, managing your time wisely, then yeah, you save time and uh, created more time for things that are important, family, creating, work, wherever you want to delegate that to. But most of us, I think, play ourselves in that um, mental gymnastics game of excuse me, busy versus productive. Because um, you can stay busy. It's the easiest thing in the world now is to stay busy. Yeah. To be bored 
it's hard because it takes it takes willpower it takes more willpower now to be bored because you can always be engaged with something which is nuts <laughs> like think, but think about it you know what I'm saying like boredom used to just be a byproduct of oh I've run out of shit like uh, there's nothing on TV like turn it off or go outside or I'm just walking down the street and whatever like there was a time where well not I was about to say. Nah, I used to like, I was, like, in like my neighborhood. In my neighborhood, we used to all just walk around. Yeah, you just Every be outside. And yeah, see what the fuck's happening. Yeah, I I used to go to this park. You know, I was yeah. I wasn't a little kid, but I'd be at the park hanging out, and people would come by. Oh yeah, you know, I see you around here a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because you're out here too. <laughs> yeah, no one's out there anymore. They're, yeah, everyone. If last time you saw them was on your feet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like even still now, like there's, it's a park. I like, I like parks. <laughs> I go to the park. I'll sit down, chill, you know, for a little while. And there are people. Like it's very few. All most of these parks, there maybe like a one family with two kids playing, and that's it though. But even like next time, next time you're just frolicking through the park, uh, even take a note of. People just sitting and chilling. How many of them have like their phone even out then? Yeah, that's it's just, just like way. so. You came all the way here to do the same thing, <laughs> like you know yeah. what I'm saying. But that's just—it's kind of—I uh, can't even deny. I do it too. But see, and it's just because like now, instead of boredom just being a thing that you found yourself in, it's now a state that you kind of have to put yourself in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we—I think we've eliminated. And for most people in, you know, developed countries or whatever, um, even undeveloped some, like everyone has phones. Um, mm-hmm. So like we've, boredom used to be a thing you just found yourself in. Now it's a state that you have to create. Like now it's, now you literally have apps telling you that you've been on your phone too long. You know what I'm saying? Like shut, turn this off, I gotta turn this off, I gotta turn the screens off over here. Shut down the music and just be with my thoughts. And now that's like a that's an exercise. It's an exercise. Because <laughs> <laughs> now you gotta fight those demons. <laughs> now you're throwing yourself in the fucking Thunderdome. Apple's calling. Yeah, and you have and everything can distract you from it. Like anything, I can I can put on any movie ever. I can put on any song ever. I can. Uh, Talk to people that I've known for years but have never met. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can, like, we haven't even got to friends and family yet. Real life, like, nah, I, video games on the table, like, and that's offline, online, that's another eight hours in there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, there's everything. If you have a pet that's living around you, like, that's, breathing on you uh like there's so much stuff like it's gone so far the other way like boredom's not a thing anymore and now we're over engaged where we're engaged when we shouldn't be engaged like why can't people stop texting and driving <laughs> like we can't just do one thing now we can't do the one most dangerous thing that we have to do all the time and add something that is completely frivolous to it to make this way more dangerous. <laughs> like we can't stop that. That's how that's how far gone we are the other way. Yeah. Like we can't even sit and look at traffic. 
Yeah, and it's a weird thing because like I have a habit of like I flip my phone when I'm when I'm hanging out or something with other people just because I'm trying not to be the person that's always on their phone. I actively try not to do that, but I've noticed that uh, <laughs> I've noticed in my trying not to do it, I watch other people do it and fight oh. the urge. Like it's a weird. Even right now, we record this on my phone. I reach for it during this whole process nonstop. I've been doing it since week one, where I was just like, oh yeah, I can't. Or like, if I have a thought, I'm like, oh, I need it. Nope. It's, <laughs> it's nothing you do about it. You just gotta wait it out. Um, and it's like, I could type it on my laptop, but I feel so barbaric. <laughs> like, you know, so it, I don't really feel that way, but like, it's funny. The computer has lost some appeal from that smartphone. Like, the smartphone. Although, I don't, I, I was, I was more tongue in cheek. It's real though. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, For regular people, like if you don't need to do anything, yeah, it's serious. It's yeah, it's hard to find yourself on the computer because if you have a smart TV, let's say, you can just stream your phone video to yeah, or tablet. Yeah, yeah, they've kind of cut off the need in some ways. Well, no, it's just it comes down to power. I guess if you're not doing anything technical, but uh, yeah. like if there was a fire though, like. Laptops first thing I'm going for over my phone. This phone's all replaceable stuff. It's all for there's some important stuff on there for sure. But it's all it's in the cloud and it's it's more frivolous. Like if I lose my laptop, this is more or less livelihood at stake. Like there's stuff on here I couldn't I've backed up. It would be way it'd be way worse. Um, it's not all it's backed up. Yeah, that's just how I provide. <laughs> so it's just all in there. And now I just make whatever. Like, if I want to have fun, you create something on there. Out of your friends, how many would you say work all over the computer? Uh, not many. Um, like, not many. Yeah. Um, ben would probably be like, the closest to it, um, like most of the programmers I know are like an office or something, um, or just regular professions, lawyers, doctor. Yeah, I've, I've met more and more people that have made their living over the computer, and I can't tell if that's the area we live in or if that's a no, product of progress because that's a weird thing because the computer and the internet it has cut off some of the need to go to the full work if you if you're if you're smart enough to finesse the way well yeah, i mean even to that point some companies uh do that to their employees like regularly like my dad uh, he worked for at&t uh, but he worked remotely from home because it saves AT&T office space and all that shit. Okay. They still supply like, pay for his internet, phone, supply the computer, all that stuff. But like, just the overheads of not having to keep the lights on in certain places uh, can be beneficial. So that's more of a, um, <coughs> excuse me. I think that's, that's more of a thing that um, people even in, in um, um, your mainstream industries are doing more remote work. 
just because the internet makes that possible. Like, I can conference call with people anywhere and from different places even. Uh, that's a part of it. Like, you know, um, emails, texts, like, you have a phone number. It's all, it's, yeah. You don't really have to. I've had clients that I've never met that I've had for a long time. Like, one for more than like 10 years, one for more than like, like three to five years. Like, never met them, never face to face. And it's fine. Like, we've talked like we have, you know what I'm saying? Um, constant communication, phone calls, meetings when necessary. Um, but yeah, it's just a different world. But that's not even that weird to me, only because as a kid, um, go to school, hang out with friends, come back, chill with some friends. Then after that, when it was me going to Xbox Live, and I'd hang out with the same like two or three people in chat every day. Still never met these people. But we would talk for hours. We, we got so tight to the point where we wouldn't even play video games all the time. We just get on live, like it was just like being on like a, a party line. And you had the headset, so it was even more frictionless than having the phone on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're just chilling, walking around, like, where uh, I was like, yo, uh, like we, we were all into wrestling. So it was just watching, um, turning back and forth between like the, the Monday night, uh, like Raw and um, Nitro, like just talking shit. <laughs> like that was just, that was just a thing. We'd hang out. Heavy, like, have whole conversations. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that, this went on for years. <laughs> like, did one of them make it into, into real life? Like, are one of them in your cell phone and you guys still talk? No, but, um, because we never, no, because they weren't even, like, local. Okay. Like, one, one dude was in Texas, um, and one dude was in, um, Philadelphia. Um, and again, we were all, we're just all kids. Yeah. So like, uh, but Facebook happened. Um, like when I went to college, like it was finally a thing. So I did then find them on Facebook, and I was like, oh shit, these are real people. So we're friends on there. So that's just cool because you could see that they're real people and stuff like that. See their face. Um, yeah, but like, I've still not met these people. If I ever go like to Philadelphia, I'd probably hit them up like, or yeah. Uh, was it Philly? Yeah, it's definitely Philly. Uh, I would definitely, if I went to Philly, I'd be like, yo, we gotta say what up. <laughs> like, I'll buy you a lunch or something, because what the fuck? Because um, that was a whole part of my life. Um, so, but that made the business uh, relationship going that way not that crazy to me. I feel um, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, it's. Frictionless is really the key word. That was changing on everything because I feel like uh, everyone's trying to cut friction out, but I guess that's it. Everyone's trying to cut friction out, but they don't know what they're cutting friction for in a lot of cases. Do you have an example lined up for that? Uh, yeah, you have a lot of people, they'll pay, they'll pay extra to save a lot of time and then get that saved time and go play video games with it. Not yeah. But see, like, and not, but see, that's not really a bad thing, because your time is your time, right? Yeah. It's that's kind of your prerogative, but if you know, you know, and you 
if you're smart, you know that your time is really the only thing you have, right? Uh, people can take it away from you or whatever, but it's the most precious thing you have because the only thing you know is that it's limited. Uh, it's gonna come to an end. And um, yeah, it's just the only thing inherently yours, your freedom to do what you wanna do. Yeah, that's why like jail and stuff is so t- bad because it's taking time away from you, like big chunks of time. Um, so it's just, yeah. So I mean, even if you, I'm not mad at someone because I've wasted so much time. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've literally, in the hopes of trying to find something, you just stared at like a wall for way more time than I can even see. <laughs> and I don't think that it's a bad thing that people are doing this. I just, it I just think is. That, I actually think it's a good thing that people are able to do. If they choose. I, I but, fear we may be working Well, yeah, that's the thing. It can go overboard. Well, I'm just afraid uh, of losing the doers. Or losing... I'm afraid of losing... Um, People that would be executors? Yeah, or just the lack of execution in general. Because, again, like... Or a lack of creativity. Or, like, all that. Because if you don't have idle time, if you're always consuming something, you can't you can't produce and consume at the same time. Um, you can produce off of that consumption, like when you see like um, a YouTube video giving like a movie review. That's someone that consumed a piece of content and then produced uh, content based off of what he thought of the other. You know what I'm saying? So even with that, you can one can lead to the other, but you can't do both at the same time. Um, and if you're always engaged, then engage taking in other people's stuff. You're not creating your own thing. And if you're not giving yourself time to just think or be with your thoughts, I don't know how you're creating new thoughts or pushing whatever boundaries you're capable of. You know what I mean? Because it has to come from somewhere. And it's time plus a little idleness plus some creativity. I don't know what the formula is for innovation, but it's not constantly taking in something else. Like, it, there needs to be a breathing period of just gestation. You know what I'm saying? Like, even with all the stuff you're taking in, like, what does it mean to you? Like, sit with it, think about it, turn it around. Does that make sense? Like, does it, uh, yeah, does it make sense? <laughs> Start there. There's a lot of people taking, that goes with the misinformation stuff. People don't even process stuff enough to know that it doesn't make sense, like, on its head. Like, this, you read so many articles where it's just like, wait a minute, uh, that sentence didn't make sense. How could the concept even make sense? But they don't even get that part, it's just like, oh, look, that is what it is, and that it was, and so now that that's just is what it is. I'm very guilty of this. Yeah, a lot of people. It's a common thing because, and it's just, I think that's what I'm afraid of. It goes with it because, like, if you're not even taking the time to process what you're taking in, you're just taking it in, and then that's the end of that process. Like now, that's just part of you. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't make for a. You take your stuff in and not process it. Yeah, but taking it in, though. That's a, I mean, like, it'd be one thing if you just took shit in, 
forgot it and whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you take in stuff, you don't forget it. Now it's part of you, and now it's just back there. You didn't think about it, you didn't run through any filters of truth with your own knowledge of anything. Like you just kind of tucked that away, and now when that thing comes back again, that's in your fucking barrel. You know what I'm saying? And you didn't process it, so now you either. Now, one of two things about that, or at least one of two things. You're gonna regurgitate said thing, and this person's gonna look at you crazy. <laughs> um, because for saying something wild and not even knowing you're saying something wild, yeah. or they don't know better, and now you've created a whole other person with this set of information that doesn't make sense, and now the whole cycle starts again. Yeah, that's um, scary. You know what I'm saying, and that's uh, we were talking. You were talking about the Joe Rogan interview earlier with uh, science talking about evolution. You remember his name? Just off the top of the, the, I don't. Okay. Um, I was just for whatever. What I would have said would have came off it, No, it's fine. Um, but like, we're talking about um, the the scientists like had a stance on a on a opinion, I guess, a scientific opinion, but he's presenting it as fact, and Joe Rogan happened to have the argument, the counter argument for it, and so he pushed back at it, um, and they were able to argue that point back and forth to come to the consensus of, yeah, science doesn't really know. Uh, what he was presenting as truth was he wasn't um, cemented in. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's just that that processing or people not calling that out enough, but then people just, you know, not taking the time. It's a lot of things. People taking things, people presenting things as fact that they don't know to be fact, um, but then to even get to that point is taking information and not even processing it through your own filters of knowledge and common sense. People just taking headlines and that's just fact, move on move on, move on, because we're trying to take in everything. We're really, we're literally trying to... We're in such a rush. We're taking in 24-hour news cycles, 24 hours, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it's pulling from everywhere. It's pulling from fact and fiction. It's just, uh, it's just a lot. And I'm afraid that um, creativity will be the, uh, will be the victim. Creativity and innovation, because those things come out of a still place, like a, a still mind, or a, a, yeah. How do you have an epiphany if you're not like idle? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how how can you possibly go voila? Like you can you can be inspired by the things. That's not that is a thing. Like you can be. Uh, you can I've, I've like I've been on like Instagram. I follow like a lot of artists that do like uh, Photoshop art and just make dope shit. And you might I've, I remember seeing uh, this one guy did a uh, Street Sharks. He did like a movie poster about Street Sharks was a cartoon from like the late '90s, early 2000s about basically TNT Turtles for Sharks, straight up. Um, and um, this guy recreated a poster, and the way he did it, he was using all these elements from different pictures and mixing them together and painting over them. So I was like, it clicked so many. I was like, oh my god, I didn't even think about 
doing certain things in this process. That's like learning, being inspired directly from taking something in. Uh, but then it would go, well, then it would go for me, the next stage would be like, all right, how do I take these uh, processes and steps learned and make something else out of it? Um, like that would be the next step. That step requires me looking away from the thing and being like, all right, I just took this thing in. Now I know I can do this, this, and this, and like whatever. What can I apply it to? How can I apply this? Um, and then applying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's to go beyond that. Oh, that's tight. Oh, that's tight. You know what I'm saying? And all this content and screen watching is funny because, we, you know, we used to have, I don't know if it was even true at the time with those TVs, but watching all that TV is going to make you go blind. That was weirdly effective for me at least. No, that was a thing. That was before high definition. Okay, so that was for real. I yeah. thought that was a No, if you, like standard definition, like you look at, um, go on YouTube and look up something old, like an old show that's gonna be in three by four, like in the box. Just look at the quality and uh, get really close to it. It's gonna hurt your eyes. Okay. It's just, a, it's just a quality thing. Because now that we're able to see things sharply, it just, like think about it, like if, you do this to a glass, this doesn't hurt your eye. Because yeah. it's constantly in focus and it's, you know, it's rendered correctly. It's rendered in, like, so that's where we are with, like, 1080p, 4K. It's like, being close to the screen is, besides the brightness, is just like being really close to a thing. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so it was the quality of the picture that was blind. Yeah, that's why you can, it wasn't, don't watch too much, just don't sit too close to the TV. Okay. Because yeah. it's, it was just, it was hurting your eyes. Um, it was straining them. Um, that was just the quality. But yeah, once you get the plasmas and flash streams popping in HD, that changed that dynamic. That's why, wow, that's why you're able to go from that to IMAX. Because IMAX should blind everybody in the theater. None of those things. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I, I just had a conversation about why plasmas were even such a thing. That was way. That was everything. Right? Yeah. Because it was just, it, it, you won't see it ever again. Uh, well, maybe once we start having like holograms, but like people walking through the mall and just coming to a stop because like Finding Nemo would be on like flat screen, just like it didn't look that good in the theater, and it didn't. Because the theater's still projection. So yeah. that's, um, you can't have an HD projection. Um, so, yeah, when you saw like that Blu ray and shit, like and then the HD, HD DVD versus Blu ray fight, like that time, like where everyone just had the flat screens and then the prices were coming down. So, yeah, but it was just a, people would look at those demos for, yeah, hours. Because you just be like, I've never, this is the new thing. This is new. Buyers have never done this. They can go all the way up on it, and it's still a fish. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Real Nemo is still Nemo. Yeah, like it's not. I don't feel like sitting in a dark room like afterwards. Like it's it was really like black was black. Like the contrast was there. Like yeah, it was a real it was a real time. I mean, we're still in it, but like now it just is. It's standard. Yeah. If, if, 
Yeah, if you see standard video now, it's like someone fucked up. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or they, or it's style. Because like I think of like the Migos and Drake um, song, um, that was shot in standard definition, but it was shot on film because it was recreating the Soul Train line or the Soul Soul, Soul Train show. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think they did Cloverfield in the movie in a similar way. Um, they did it with actual camcorder and all like the shape. Oh yeah, that was more. Um, that was to get a different uh, perspective or point of view. Yeah. That was going for more of the Blair Witch style uh, voyeur, okay. where it's like um, more yeah. real. It makes Bottom it more internet. Because not like instead of being like a over the shoulder, you're kind of it's more first person because like you know they have the, like they have the camera, the character. Has the camera. So yeah. it's I'm from their point. Um, yeah, so that's like a different, yeah. But um, yeah, that's why that's the thing. Okay. That's what that was. Yeah, it's, and speaking of all these quality films, I, I wanted to talk about Irish a little bit. Okay. Yeah, because I haven't seen it, but I've only heard great things about it. Yeah, it was pretty. Um, it's it's a long movie, but unlike um, like The Godfather. I got it like twice in The Godfather, like originally when I saw it, whenever. Um, like thinking it was over. Because like it felt like three hour movie. That's a long ass movie that lets you know. That's a two part. Well, not each part is like three hours. Oh, okay. And those aren't, those are like not like parts as in like, like The Matrix 2 and 3 were two parts. Like those were movie. These are like separate. Um, Movies, but um, yeah, more like Scarface. There was a sequel to Scarface. Oh, okay. No, I thought Scarface was too distinct. No, Scarface even that long? I don't feel like Scarface was like three hours. Nah, I don't know. I I had the movie burned though. So um, while I'm saying that, I think yeah, but um, regardless, Irishman doesn't feel like that bad. Like it's three and a half hours and it didn't feel like that crazy. Yeah. Like. So, mm-hmm. Do you? How do you compare it to other games? Huh. It's right up there with them. Um, it's hard to say. I, it's hard for me to say which one would be better, or worse, and whatever. Because this is a little different. Because um, <clears throat> it's based off real life. Uh, Based off, uh, we're sitting around Al Capone and his rise and demise. Um, so that's part of it. And then it's it's well, it's that, but it's through like uh, the eyes of um, the Irish guy who's basically an Irish man that was infiltrated this whole um, Italian. Uh, Mafia kind of organization, and um, and not infiltrated as in like snuck in and tried to deceive him. He just, you know, found just himself yeah, found himself. He got tight with him and was with the shakes completely, like immediately. With the shakes. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was just like it went from like yo, uh, this is a truck driver and uh, he's a cool guy. You can trust him. And then he was like, yeah, yeah, you can trust me to, 
Yeah, what do you need? If there was a body you dropped, he was. They called it. Um, I'm not. It's not too much. It's like the first couple minutes. Um, but he was like he was a house painter. Is what he called it. If you can really think about what that means, the most gang story possible. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a good movie. And then um so you had obviously top tier performances. Um well Martin Scorsese behind the camera. Yeah. You already know it's gonna be a hitter or you know you're about to get some real gangster shit. Yeah. And then we haven't had uh, Robert De Niro uh, against um, or side by side with Al Pacino since Heat, which I love that movie as well, going back. And even he, they only had that really like that one scene in the um, in the restaurant where they like meet for the first time, and it's that's just a classic scene. Like, well, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I'm gonna do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? It's it's Robert talking to the cop that's investigating, and, and they meet to have this cold ass conversation. Um, I actually saw this one. But um. Yeah, Irishman's a hitter. Like, I'm probably gonna watch it again. I usually don't say that about these kind of movies because um, it's like you get it. But Joe Pesci comes out of retirement to fucking slay. Uh, he was like, I feel like he's like the mastermind in the whole thing. But he's he crushed it. Everyone crushed it. Uh, Action Bronson's in there for like a hot second. They really put that cast together. No, it's I, it's it's really well done. It might be it might be the best movie of the year. I'm trying to think of something better. I haven't I have to see like a list. Yeah, but it's pretty great. And I think Scorsese was the one that I was talking about superhero films not being cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. <clears throat> Do you rock with that? No, obviously not. Come on, Captain America, right now. Well. I don't know. I don't know if I do because he might have a point, but it's just making that a separate category. That doesn't mean it's less. No, his whole thing is like because it is a problem. We do have a problem with cinema and the movie-going experience. Um, in that, the movies, the theater, is becoming reserved for only the blockbusters. Um, it's really like studios are only trying to put out movies if. They can gross over a billion dollars, you know what I'm saying? And that's only going to be your Marvel movies, your Fast and the Furious, like your big action franchise hooplas, you know what I'm saying? Which is cool for what they are, you gotta love them. But like, if that's all that we're getting, we're squeezing out a lot of other types of movies. Um, and Clint's argument, I think, was like this. Like, I think he had problems um, getting this movie financed, which, I mean, it happened, you, like the Netflix guys did it, um, but even for Martin Scorsese to have problems making movies, insane, insane. Like, what more do you have to do? But like, um, regardless of that though, like um, Seth has kind of had that, Seth uh, Rogan has kind of had that um, opinion, not the, not well, not that opinion. Just the um, just seeing that, com- like comedies are kind of getting squeezed out of um, like when's the last time you have like a big comedy, um, and for theaters because they're not like 
big movies. So it's, and people are kind of putting them in different categories as far as how they watch them. Like, I'll wait for this to get on Netflix, or no, I gotta go see this in theaters, like that kind of thing. Um, so movies like, um, so it's kind of like, well, what certain movies are getting squeezed out as in like, um, this is it. Like the movie Seth Rogen movie with the end of the world. He's like, could you make that kind of movie anymore, like a big budget comedy? Um, where it's like, I don't know if it's gonna make all the money, whatever, but like, but this would be tight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a fun concept. We need money to do it because we're using CGI. It's the fucking devil. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You gotta pay the backstreet boys. So, yeah, it's, it's that kind of shit. Like, you know, um, those kind of movies being squeezed out or relegated to the small screen. Um, and so, I mean, that's the kind of thing. But I did think, I had the thought, and maybe you can enlighten this since this is more your, uh, your lane. So I thought, like, um, I compare Marvel movies or that whole... Um, universe to like the Greek gods and like of uh, like mythology, um, you know what I'm saying? And even in that time, like ancient Greece and I guess in Rome, they would do like plays and stuff about like gods and Shakespeare would get redone. And I guess Shakespeare was even talking about like I don't know, I don't know. This one kind of this is just kind of a half thought I had, like, but like. I would think during that time where you have your Hercules and your Zeus and your Venus and Mercury and all these superstar characters, that they would make uh, art around these characters and that people that want to do other stories were probably like, what the fuck? We can't get our shit made because they want to make Hercules for the re- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, he's back. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I feel like it's probably like a cyclical thing through time, like of something really popular kind of comes in and squeezes out other things until I don't know. I was just thinking. No, I. Was that like a thing, or I, I don't know if you know? I don't think I don't know for sure, just for the story part of it. But yeah. I do think that uh, there is a god-like approach to these new heroes, because even in some play, like you have. Uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain. You go up there, they have rides dedicated to those heroes. Yeah, this is the Superman. This is the Green. Right. Yeah, like they they have whole centers where they where they just have this is this character Spider Man, all of his comics, these different. Oh yeah. No, it's almost um, like a shrine. No, Six Flags in um, Georgia has a Gotham City. Oh Um, yeah. And that was before Batman Begins. That, yeah. that came up because I don't know it's been a while since I've been there but like the Batmobile because they had a Batmobile like in the park which was flying just wow. like what the fuck dude yeah that <laughs> shit <laughs> thinking back because they had a whole show they had a oh. Batman show oh and he would, he would drive in the uh, Batmobile and Penguin was like shooting at him and it was like you know one of those stage shows was fire yeah. shit was flying <laughs> no I like <laughs> yeah that was a kid that was my jam. That was my like. Let's go to the theaters. <laughs> I, I want to go see some art. Goddamn it! Yeah, Batman yeah. live action was the shit. 
and I think we've lost, I think we've lost for the most part direct worship. Most people won't just say like, oh, oh, but I, yeah, but I'm saying, but like, um, but I do think we worship these heroes yeah, in, in, in a very light way. It's super light. Yeah, no, but it's really actually worship's too light. Worship's way too strong, even light. It's not like it's a you can. Because no one sacrifices anything to Thor. Like, yeah, yeah. And, like, I mean that on every level. Like, sacrifice from your first kid to... You're not even giving, like, tithes to Thor. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, there's no... But I, I felt like it was more time. But that goes back to what we were talking Time is just the most important not thing. Like, that's... Yeah. We give our time there a lot. Um, yeah. But... They are big though, and they are they they're a big part of the culture. And I'm just saying that like knowing that well I guess I was coming down to the point like uh, did that happen in like the old Greece uh, where other artists or maybe more original stories were being squeezed out because they wanted to go with the franchise players, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, see and I can't I can't speak on the the difference between different people's storytelling and things like that for that, because while I do understand that a lot of the stories featured Greek gods, or they they censored that to make a moral of the story, there were also stories that had nothing to do with it, and it's hard to say. Yeah, it would come down that. to yeah, it would come down to how those came to be and if it was a struggle for them to make those things. Yeah, because like we still have other stuff, obviously, but like you know. Disney's budget. I don't. Disney's an interesting thing, interesting case in general. They're crazy. Well, well, because they have such big franchises. I wish people liked um, John Carter more. I like that movie, but it failed horribly. I don't know what John Carter is. That's my point. Yeah. It's a, a Disney movie. It's a, it's worth a watch. It's on Netflix. Um, maybe I th- maybe they may have taken it off because of Disney Plus. Um, but it's a it's just a an epic about um, a guy from Earth finds himself on Mars because he's on Mars. Uh, his body acts differently, so he's able to jump very far and has like be stronger and stuff. And there's some politic, uh, there's some war and politics going on on Mars and. He intervenes, blah blah blah. Gets a princess. Da, da, da. Um, it's a good story. I, I enjoy it. It's, I I enjoy it. Honestly, I still I can still watch it. But this was like a notorious like flop for Disney, and I feel like that combined that might have set the tone for where we are now with them, where they um, absorbed all these giant franchises. If you got Star Wars, you got all of Marvel. Um, Pixar. Yeah. Well, Pixar's... Was that already Disney? It was, then it wasn't, then it was again. Um, okay. Steve Jobs is part of that inception. Um, so there was... There's back and forth, but yeah, they're Disney. But it's not like a friend. That's like a... It's more of a studio. Okay. Um, I'm thinking like stories that people care about. And I guess there's stories within that because like Wall-E. Toy Story I mean but like those are like one-offs usually I guess is my point. 
Like, Toy Story was like the exception to the rule, and then now they did Incredibles. But like, Pixar didn't have sequels for ever. Oh. And Toy Story broke that. Like, they were just all kind of standalone movies. Like, up. There's no up to. Like, yeah. Or whatever. Okay, I got you now. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, that, for a long time, that wasn't a thing, and then. Toy Story 2 came out. We all have Toy Story 2, so we're like, fuck it. <laughs> like, bring Fine Nemo. You're getting this Dory work. Uh, whatever. So, sequels making money. But, um, Cars too. But, yeah. Um, what, was it, what was it saying? Oh, yeah. So, they have such big franchises that are guaranteed money makers. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you make a... Well... All the Marvel stuff, like, but if, even if you take the old school, they could they could do a Lion. No, they couldn't. <laughs> so they could do a Lion King two, but there wasn't a Lion King two movie, like animated movie. No one fucked with it. But uh, they can remake any of They have the option, but you have to make money with them, and the with that, with all those things, a lot of that is based off of nostalgia. So if the original thing didn't have the nostalgia, then you're not getting that money. So like Lion King one, nostalgia across the world. Lion King yeah. two, like less than ten percent of that same nostalgia. No one cares. Yeah, I didn't even know that existed. Exactly. Uh, straight to straight to VHS yeah. at the time. Um, maybe not, but that's not the point. Um, but my my point is. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get original content out of Disney for a while because I don't know if they they don't have to do it. Um, and not only do they don't have to do it, but they have to get the franchises that they have right. You can't fuck up Star Wars. You can't fuck up the whole MCU. And that is a whole... The fact that... Huh? The fact that they've kept it together so far is... A feat, the biggest success in cinema, in my opinion, like ever. <laughs> like besides black and white to color, uh, however we fucking figured out projection screens, and like Netflix streaming. All of those innovations <laughs> in, in cinema uh, are on the same level of keeping it, keeping everything tight and. Keeping everyone fucking with something from Iron Man One to Avengers Endgame, like there's so many movies in between that over like more than ten years, like we couldn't even get three good Batman movies back to back. One hit it. Two, oh shit, they might not be able to be stopped. Three, what the fuck is he saying? <laughs> like you see how fast that happened? Like. Like, that, that felt like layups. Once we got Heath Ledger, we were like, oh, they can't do any wrong. They were like, hold my beard. <laughs> Let me bring in one of your favorites and fuck him up. Like, and it wasn't, you just couldn't understand him, man. Like, just, if they could just fix the audio, that could have been a completely different movie alone. DC's a weird, it's weird to watch them struggle. That's the weirdest thing to watch at all. It's heartbreaking. If I could have one job, it would be a DC, be a DC consultant. So I feel like I can get it right. It would be, it would hurt. I just want to be able to fire people. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you've been here a while. Yeah, and I, I've seen what you've done. 
and um, it's garbage, son. Like, and because they have all the DC is a wild thing. Like, I have complete contempt for their inability to get shit right, but I still hold faith that it could be corrected, even after. Even as far, even as hard as they try to make that <laughs> that goal, every time. like it's wild. Like Suicide Suicide Squad should have been good. The Batman vs Superman should have been good, but you knew it wasn't gonna be good. Um, like all these things should have been great. And even after them being complete failures, I still feel like they can come back and make something good. Like because they had moments like. Wonder Woman, people fucked with it. I, pe- I think people fucked with it too heavy, but uh, it was cool. I won't, I won't tear it down as much as I like to and could, but I'm a roll with the women on this one. You got one. <laughs> um, but um, Aquaman wasn't complete trash. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The action was good, and the storytelling is just beyond. It's so ridiculous, like that they can't keep a full story. Um, in, in the most important moments, like Aquaman, I remember watching that movie, and it wasn't until it wasn't until like the end of the movie where I couldn't decide if Aquaman took place before or after the Justice League movie. And that is a crazy position to be in. Like, think about that. Like, you're watching a whole two hours and you don't know when it happened in the timeline of the shit. Yeah. Like, because they didn't acknowledge anything that happened in uh, the, um, the Justice League team up. As nonsense as that was. It, like, they. <laughs> yeah, it, it's bad. My thing for DC is it doesn't even seem like they're making the movies in the same order that they're putting them out. They're just not trying. They're not even. It's really a lack of a lot. Like it's really. See, this, this kind of goes with uh, another theme of when the moment that you realize the people in charge don't know what they're doing. Uh, and this is another one of these cases of where it's like, people get paid for this. Like people, there was an interview process for this. Think about it. Like, at some point, someone in charge had the people that are in charge across the table from like, yeah, please tell me about yourself. Uh, what do you envision for your characters? What do you see going forward? And in theory or in life, they answer these questions amicably for like functioning humans. They're good enough to not only function, but yeah, you're hired. We, we trust you with some of the most iconic characters and you know, the throw the scene. Um, and um, the level of disappointment is just, it's pretty wild. Like it's really, it's really strange. Um, it's disturbing, and it, I just want to stop. So DC, if you ever, ever want to get this right, trust me when I say I want to see you succeed, and just, just fly me in, and we can talk for as long as you need me to talk. <laughs> I'm willing to get it right. I want to see this made right. Like Superman is crazy, but like I want to see, I want to live in a world where Superman doesn't suck. 
where Batman could actually be on a steady playing field of like quality wise. Like we can just have consistency. Uh, and I can even show you how to bring all this shit together. And you don't need two flashes. You have a flash on TV. People like that show. Like, don't forget that people actually fuck with some of your shit. Just bring him in. Like, it's cool. Like, we don't even have to do a Barry. You can just start from Flash 2. That's how you want to fuck up the game. This is for free. <laughs> like, when you're making the next superhero movies, go with Flash. Bring in your old Barry from TV. People will be excited for the crossover. You can bring a whole, this whole team. And instead of going origin story, throw them into like an infinite crisis or something heavy. Um, and then just go with the presumed backstory. You can even start the movie off with the fucking opening, you know, the credits. Oh, Barry Allen. Oh my god. You do that. You do that, but you do it the way that uh, they did it in Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Verse. Uh, where he kept doing, like, his origin story. Alright, I'm Peter Parker. Or, I'm Miles. You know, they kind of made it playful. Yeah. Make it that same playful to start off Flash, but let's just go through that synopsis. Let's go through this, like, really fast, because it's Flash. Let's see what we're doing? Tongue in cheek there. Like, go through the whole origin story fast. This is where we are. We've been through a lot. And now she's crazy. And then you cameo one or two heroes, you get one woman in there, bring in the big Superman, um, just to make it all right and heighten the, uh, you heighten the, the sense of the crisis without having to bring a full Justice League crossover. Yo, we can get this right, son. <laughs> we can get it right. Um, there's a way. There's, I mean, like, they're just not willing to not be trash, and it makes me sad. It's and it's a weird position because they need to reboot again, but I know they. So no, they. Well, no, they can't. They can't. They can't. They've lost too much time. They can't reboot, and you can't do that because people fuck with Wonder Woman. So you can't erase it because you either gotta re erase everybody or re erase. You can't reboot. This good. Um, it would be not. I mean, you can go back and maybe do some stories over, but no, I don't think. No, you can't. You've lost that. But you, there's still a lot of story left. That's it's not. You should be in a full panic, but just know it can be flipped. It can. You can salvage it. I'm not sure if you can. Since I think that's the problem. It's their planning, because they want to be the MCU so bad, like right now, and they lost that opportunity. So they can only hope to be what Marvel is now in 10 years, if you execute properly from now on. But you can't rush that process at all. That's what they tried to do with Justice League. They were like, oh, they're on Avengers 2? Fuck! We need to get our first, you know what I'm saying? And they rushed it so bad, they didn't even do work choice for everybody. Like, think about that. Like, that's how, that's when you knew that was rushed, where it's like, oh, you're doing interesting now, but we, we only got a Wonder Woman story. And we had the uh, Superman vs. Batman, which no one fucked with. Yeah. That's two out of five characters, or three out of six, five, six, like, Aquaman, like, we didn't get an origin story until afterwards, and I still know, like, Flash, <laughs> like, he's, uh, like, um, Cyborg was trash, like, it, they didn't even uh, bring in the Martian, uh, the uh, Manhunter, like, 
Yeah. Green Lantern. Um, there's so, so much, much they could do. And I know Green Lantern got, got fucked by Ryan Reynolds. But uh, <laughs> that one you could bring up. But see, that's easy. that was the easy one. You just go with John uh, about to John Snow. But uh, John, whatever, the black oh, yeah. Easy game. Find a bald black man, Justin yes. Green, and you're hitting, you're hitting on the diversity, and you get a reboot, and you can make it hard. Like you know what I'm saying? Um, it's so many. Po- it's not hard. This isn't rocket science. Like there's real rocket science. It's happening. This isn't that. I know it's a money making thing, and there's a lot of money at the stake. So that's what makes the pressure on. That's what puts the pressure on it. But if you strip that away. This is hard. Yeah. And they have stories. Like, uh, that's another thing. Like, it's not only like, it's not that you've only been given these characters. You've been given these characters with a full life. They've lived and died, and they've had different artists with different interpretations over the last five or six decades. Like, you have so much to pull from to fuck it up. That's what makes it so egregious. Like, like if if you fuck up a Star Wars movie, that's bad because people. That's bad because people feel a way about them, right? It's important to people. People's childhoods, people. So it's important. But the big thing with Star Wars is no one knows what the fuck's gonna happen next. It's not a thing. No one wrote it. Doesn't exist. You have the leeway to be as great or to fuck it up as much as you want. The comic books, we know the stories. Don't, and those are, if you go towards them, you go at your core. If your core is satisfied, then everyone else has the leeway to be satisfied. But if you piss off the core, people that don't care about it as much won't even get into it because, like, who's the champion for it? You know what I'm saying? Like, people that ride and they don't fuck with it, I don't even waste my time. And that's what they keep finding themselves in. They keep pissing off the core, like, Call me. <laughs> like, I want to help. I really, if there was one thing I could do for the next 10 years, it would really be to make that great. Like, for real. Like, if I could do any one job on the planet, I would trade everything in and go where they needed me to be. Because, like, I want it to work. I'm tired of, I'm just tired of the disparity. Like, keep <laughs> Childhood. Yeah, like, I mean, at least Marvel's doing what they're doing, and I'm watching them closely, too, because, uh... You might question, but you still... Well, I'm not questioning. No, I just, um... I'm looking for um, cracks in the armor. Okay. That's what it is, because, um, I'm still not happy when, um... Alright, so, Avengers uh, Infinity War comes out. Infinity War comes out. And then the next year was slated for um, Endgame and then Spider-Man Far From Home, right? Mm-hmm. In between that time of after Infinity War came out and waiting for Endgame, they started showing Spider-Man Far From Home trailers. It's a fuck up. We talked about this. Yeah. What happened? That's a huge fuck up for me just for continuity's sake. The simplest of things. Um, and to advertise it that early, was just in a scheme to make sure your bottom line is met. Because everyone's already excited for it. You didn't need that extra hype. Plus, you already had to, you had to finish off the event before you can even get to that. 
So they've done something like that again. When you start spoiling your own shit in the means of keeping up a bullshit schedule that doesn't matter, that's a crack. And if those kind of things start prevailing into the actual movies, then obviously the whole thing can crumble because it doesn't take much. And with the volume that they're doing, that they're trying to put out more movies and then add the TV uh, correlation along with it, some moving parts with in the hands of like Kevin Fergie, which no reason down so far, but it's a lot for one person or a very small team. And um, I've seen missteps, but it hasn't made it to the movies yet. Um, but I don't want it to be able to creep into the movies. You know what I'm saying? Like I want yeah. to, it needs to be caught before it gets there. It's alarm. It's, it's alarming already. You don't want it to go first. Yeah, I mean it's not like full alarm. It's just like yo, just pay attention. It's like a, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a, really think about what you're doing. Just really just think about it because at the end of the day, it's for the kids. <laughs> like I, yeah, I care, but I really for those kind of things like because I love them like and the reason I love them is because I loved all these things as a child. Yeah. Uh, grew up with them. Dad had the comic books. Just, just part of it. So I think of me, and I remember when Spider-Man came out with Tobey Maguire. That was a fucking yo. Life really couldn't get better. We got PlayStation 2, we got Spider-Man theaters, like everything is pretty much what I want right now. <laughs> this is, I couldn't be... The world is right. Because I, I never thought that would be the thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, love Spider-Man, but see him like flinging through New York and the, they just nailed it. Like, and they nailed it. So I remember that feeling as a kid. And I think of, if I were a kid now, in this time with these movies, I'd be on 10, like all the way through the stuff. And you can't disappoint that kid. Um, and seeing it tra- as small as the trailer is uh, in comparison to the bigger picture, if I'm like a 10 year old and this is like my gospel of a story, um, and I just saw Spider-Man get snapped away into Infinity. I don't know that he's coming back. Like I'm not keeping up with. I don't. I don't know that Tom Holland has like a four uh, movie deal. Like that's not my world of shit. Like it's just Spider-Man. They don't scale them. Avenger. You know what I'm saying? So don't show me his face in this whole story before he comes back to life. I guess is all I'm trying to say. Like it's a pretty simple thing. <laughs> like. Um, because you didn't need to. And to, to not see that is insane. It's a, it's a, it's a small thing to gloss over, but it's kind of too big at the same time. Um, it's quality control. So it's just quality control. One of those things that you mentioned the first time. Oh, yeah. It's hoping, hoping you never hear about it the second time. No, I mean, it's not. It's, again, it's a, it's a cracking. I. I I knew, well, nothing's really happened yet, but like I know that that was a um, a quality problem because nobody got mad at it. So that's 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 what also came along. 
If there was outrage behind that trailer coming out, I'd be like, cool, internet check it. They won't do that again. When you just do it and no one cares enough, or it's just, it passed, now it can just happen. Now, now that wasn't a problem, you know what I'm saying? There was no lesson learned. I think um, they did it. I'm, it won't, I don't see why it would stop. Like until there's, excuse me, people are mad at it, or people even pay, know that it's, you know, it's a bother, it's a bother somebody talking yeah. about. Um, and it, that one got by. And um, yeah, so it's just it's just a quality control thing. Um, I'm just hoping that lack of oversight or insight won't leak into everything else. All their other yeah, because it's it's a domino. It's a small. It doesn't take much for this whole thing to really topple. And I watched. Uh, it was a talk between. Uh, it's, I don't know your real name. I'm sorry. The Captain America, Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, and Chris Evans. Oh, I do know him. <laughs> the light brought him out. Yeah, they were talking. It was like an actors on actors talking. Uh, he was kind of talking about like how he wouldn't do Captain America again because just like, yo, he was like even being on the sets like everything worked out perfectly, like. Like he enjoyed making them. Like the sets were great. Everyone worked with was great. And then obviously the final product that came out was great. But like during that whole time, he was always worried. Like yo, this could this could just not happen. And there's that pressure. If we fuck up and now, especially now that it's so big, you could be the one to mess up this whole thing. They've had they've had this is a killing spree going on right now. This is a you know how um, old school like first person shooter like the killing spree. Yeah, double kill. Triple kill, killing spree, God mode. They're all the way on. Like, they're all the way got 10 years. Think about anything that has stayed right for 10 years. Like, there's not much. Like, there's always a problem somewhere. And then Drake, that's it. Yo, it's really like that. Like, it's really, it's really like that. Like, that's, yeah. And Drake, people have problems with Drake. People, have, people at least try to come for the kid. And they have to shoot back. No <laughs> one's been able to even shoot in the direction, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't even question the crowd. Nah, like, at least Bush found Drake in blackface. Like, he had to go to the, he had to go to the archives, you know what I'm saying? And, and then, black, yeah, it took, it took 12 years for Drake to get booed off stage. <laughs> like, that shit happened and happened for no reason, but it, at least people are shooting at the kid. Yo, no one, can come after the Avengers. No one's even Martin Scorsese tried. <laughs> they ain't him alive. What the fuck you say? It's not cinema. My kid was crying in the theater when Spider-Man died. <laughs> like, what are you saying? Like, no, you can't. So that's what I'm saying. No one. The crown is 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 fitted on the head, and you can't even. No one's even tried to run up on him. So like, yeah, I don't know. It's just a. Uh, it's quality. It comes. It's quality control. I just want to keep the crown adjusted, unless DC wants to pay me to come after it. Because I feel like you could get it, or at least a separate crown, or you can put. I don't know if you can get it. <laughs> See, and the dangerous thing about Marvel is they've been 
They've been thinking about adjusting their crown to get that big feel. You can make them uncomfortable, though. That's, I guess, what it is. Because yeah. this thing, there's no competition either. Um, and that could either be their own undoing in time, because like if you get complacent and they get formulaic, then they'll get into a thing where it's just like, all right, we're just putting this out because we know it's going to make at least this amount of money and we'll make our return and blah, blah, blah. Um, I feel like they're they're teetering on that zone with their old uh, uh, franchises like Lion King and live action Beauty and Beast and they just dropped the Mulan trailer. I haven't seen it, but yeah, uh, they, I think they did uh, Aladdin. Yeah, they did Aladdin. Um, I feel like that's kind of where they are with those. Even I, I think they're trying, but like I don't know. I think those are bigger. Well, they're also just completely like, yeah, yeah, but like, like at least for Spider-Man and these Marvel movies, they might redo the story, but you know, they throw a twist, they modernize it, things like that. Uh, Lion King was Lion King, other than like maybe a song. And but that's that's all they wanted, though. Like that's again those that whole that whole set of movies of all the live-action Disney. Recreations, they're banking off of just you wanting that same. They're they're banking off of making just the money back at the very least off the people that were raised on them. Like that's it. Like that's they're going off of pure nostalgia, and then they're like, if we can add more to it, then sure. That's how it feels like. I'm not. I'm sure they're working harder than giving them credit for. But I have seen Lion King. It's just like, well. Not well, no, because it, they took out all the whimsy of the cartoon. Like, it was just more like real, it felt like more real animals just being animals. Like, I don't know. And I had, I had a lot of problems with Lion King. But, um, you know, like, I, I just can't wait to be king. That whole um, song and montage. He was dancing, he was hopping off hippos and giraffes. Like, it was a whimsical thing, like to lose the bird, shit like that. Uh, this had none of that. They're just at a watering hole and splashing in the water a little bit, saying like it's just not the same. Uh, you know. Yeah, you can't capture that with the live action either. I don't know if that's true though. I've never seen them try. They just didn't go for it. Okay, yeah, I I'd, I'd agree with that, but I've seen. I mean, I I might agree. I think I I don't disagree. I just don't. I would like to see him try it first before yeah. I write it off all the way. Well, see, I'm trying to think about an example where they have tried, or not Disney, but anyone's tried to make that live action into something really whimsical, but I can't Sounds really like. get the example. The only. No. Not like a recreated cartoon. Uh, the closest anything would come to this level of whimsy, it's, and it's completely unrelated, would be um, Who Shot Roger Rabbit and The Mask. Okay. That's like that live-action, cartoony thing, kind of blended. Uh, but yeah, regardless, it's they kinda, not... They kind of got that off, though. Which one? The Mask, at least. Oh, no, those are great. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Those, those aren't related. Those weren't like remakes. Like, Mask was a comic before. It wasn't, like, a remake of, like, a cartoon. Same with Roger Rabbit. Like, yeah. 
Um, that's what I was saying. Like, no one. I didn't see Aladdin, um, but like, I assume like why. I like to see the genie songs from the live action Aladdin before I saw everything else, because like he was doing crazy shit. Like he was just. It's Robin Williams, you know, playing yeah. it was hilarious. He was just making crazy shit or crazy references or turning into different things, like whimsy, super whimsy. So I don't know. And for, for I don't know. performance, you saw that you didn't, I didn't see it at all. I didn't okay, see it. You didn't no. see it. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I'm sure it was cool, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they brought that to it, even though I couldn't see how you couldn't well, until I saw Lion King. Because I was like, well, they're going to bring this to this, but no. Can you feel the love tonight? Was it during the day? <laughs> Why did that not piss off everyone else? I was in the theater hot. Like, what is happening? Were they saying tonight? It's a song. That's the name of the song. Can you feel the love tonight? That's a big song. Like, it's like one of the hits from The Lion King. Like, it's the duet between, it's when they like, get together and the. That's I where he becomes like changed. a full-grown lion. Like I thought they changed it for the daytime. Dude, no, like it's, <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like it's strange. It was strange. Uh, well, that's kind of your the example of what you were saying. Yeah, quality. Like it's just yeah. No one's people aren't checking shit or like that's why I appreciate. Uh, I can't wait for the new Sonic movie uh, because the internet checked that shit. Like, um, they, they came out with that bum-ass design. They were like, oh, okay, you guys hate this. Uh, we'll be back. Came back, nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. It looks just like fucking Sonic. To the point where it's like, what the fuck were you watching the first time? How the hell did you come? He had black, eye, black and red eyes in the first time. What demonic bull. <laughs> like, it's like, God damn, you have it. You have the cartoon, you have video games, just make the shit! <laughs> like, put fur on it, god damn it! I feel like the guy of Iron Man. This is not rocket science, it's like, yo. Yeah, just get it right. God damn it. Like, you're not trying to recreate any, I mean, people, people just try to recreate the wheel. It's like, no, 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 we like the wheel. Give us the goddamn wheel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I worry about that movie for other reasons, but like, at least they got that right. The fact that they got that right, at least lets me know that they were in the right place. The movie could be trash, but I know at least they tried. <laughs> to be honest, that's all I really. Yeah, and, and it's a big. I just, just want to know you gave a damn. And, and it's a big thing to take criticism. If you take criticism and you change to meet it, I think that that. That's a sign of like a good person or a. Uh, Successful or futurely successful person. Because you can't take criticism, you can't. When? You can't change. You know what I'm saying? Um, you just can't change. And change is constant. So if you're not changing, everything else is changing. Yeah. Um, I've been watching um, Hell's Kitchen, no. Nightmare Kitchens or Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, he gives you criticism. Like only word around to do criticism, but that's like the biggest thing overall. It's just like, all right, if you can get past the way he's saying what he's saying to you, and can really just take it for what it is, because he's being honest. 
He's just telling He just doesn't care about the feelings. Uh, none of people are ready for that. But if you can take what he's really saying as for what it is, then you can go forward. And that goes for really anything, but that's just what that show is based off of. People yeah. not able to take care of the system until they are, and then things get better. That's, that's every episode. No, we think our food's 10 out of 10. It was frozen and came out of can. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like literally, that's, that's, every, that's every episode. Sound drunk if you ask me. On, on your menu, it says fresh, but this tastes like you froze it and cooked it a week ago. Well, yeah, you're right, Chef. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, no, before that, it's usually like, fuck you. I'm not going to have someone come in my place talking like that. And then it's like, all right, yeah, you're right. We're full of shit. Okay, we'll, we'll do better. Nothing do better. Yeah. It's just, um, so yeah. So I, I just need to, I just need to know people care out here for what they're doing. Um, yeah, as long as I know you care, I'll give you some leeway. Um, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, y'all. I think this is a good little spot to leave off. I think so. And I think DC needs to know Jerry Joe Barris' his name one more time. <laughs> Boy, I, I, we can do this. Like, we can really do this. I, I'll, I'll come into the office for you. <laughs> like, I wanted to work. Like, I, I wanted to work. Superman was my dad's favorite hero. Like, I'm just tired of seeing garbage movies come out of super solid foundations. Yeah, it's, it's the timing right now. Robert Pattinson is about to be the next Batman. And I don't know how I feel about Edward. I just don't know. We can make this right. <laughs> we can make this right. I was just wanna I wanna start with the Flash movie. They they can leave Batman alone for a while. I know he pays the bills, but uh you need to make some of and Flash is That's like killing crackheads not from scratch. It's a crazy thing to say get Batman to break. Well, I mean like not, not even long you can even have a cameo over. Um they just like they did Suicide Squad. Let's not talk about suicide. <laughs> <laughs> no, I not like how they did suicide squad. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> like how they did suicide squad. Fuck that movie. You know, uh, I enjoyed that one more than I thought I would. Okay. After that, because at one point I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be great." You know, you got Will Smith. Just off of the actors, I'm like, "This is gonna be great." Mm-hmm. You get like 30 minutes in the movie. It's like, okay, Will Smith's not. Doing what I thought he it wasn't even that he's bad in the movie. It was just a bad movie. Yeah, like it's just thing like you expect. The movie. I what, expect the movie. To one of these days happens. we're gonna talk about Will Smith. I love Will Smith, but I want that's another. I want to sit down with Will Smith. I don't feel like I don't know because <laughs> I because Will Smith's another one. I'm I'm holding out for Bad Boys Three. Um, the Bad Boy. Oh, if you got. Guys, fuck up, bad boys. <laughs> I'm coming at you like this. <laughs> I'm rolling in LA because I'm gonna I'm hold that back because there's no reason they should fuck up bad boys, dude. Yeah, um, that one seems like it's pretty. It, 
they it, that's a that's a, the fact that they're not on Bad Boy Six is the only part that's ridiculous. Um, because, but one of these days we're gonna get into Will Smith's um, uh, not his decision making direct because he's a smart guy. He's like notor- not notorious, like inf- not infamously. We're going back to notoriously. He's notoriously smart. Like he turned down going to Harvard to be a rapper and did that shit. Fresh Prince did it. Uh, I was about to say Mission Impossible, but um, Fourth of July movie. Whatever. Uh, I'm talking about no, no, that's Independence Day. The Pursuit of Happiness was oh yeah, that so was great. Really good. Oh my god, Lil Jaden, man, that shit was bomb. Um, but Bright and Wild Wild West and Django. Uh, you know, we'll talk about it one day. We'll talk about it. Because, like, I love Will Smith, but god damn it. I don't feel like Will Smith listens to people. Like, actually. No, but I mean, like, not just people. I mean, like, like Samuel Jackson. Like, you gotta watch. This for anyone. Want to see something? So I, I love the conversation. But, um, inside the actors, or not inside the actors, yeah, but the, um, the insiders, it's one of those magazines, Business Insider, the Hollywood Insider, Hollywood Insider, um, the Roundtable series, the one with um, Will Smith, um, it's like five or six people, but um, Samuel Jackson's one of those people, and a couple others. It's a great, great sit-down, but just listen how Will Smith listens to people. Like, uh, there's other examples of it, but like, it's just interesting. Like, I think mean, he takes it. He's, he's not. He takes in the information, but I feel like he's at the same time already formulating what he's about to say. But um, we'll talk about it one day because we'll get to that next week. Yeah, but um, or at least after Bad Boys Three, because if Bad Boys Three is everything, it can wipe away a lot. To be very honest, because these aren't. Again, high stakes. Uh, like, Bright, I can completely, I'm fine with forgetting that should happen. We just need something to replace it with. And, um. Was that his most recent? I don't think so. I think there's like. Other than Aladdin, but. Yeah, Aladdin came after that. Um, but I was like, is there's something else after that, even maybe? Maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, Gemini came out. Like, this year. I haven't seen that. I gotta watch it. I don't know what that is. He plays like an assassin trying to kill himself. Like, he plays a younger and older version of himself. Oh. And the older one is trying to hunt the young man. So, uh, I don't know. Hopefully it's good. I gotta check that out. I do want to see that. But, um, yeah, his decision making is strange sometimes. Or, it's not strange, but it's justification. He gets away with justifying shit because he's smart about it. But I don't feel like they're great reasoning. Like, oh, okay. So he knows how to. He, he he's good at having conversations more so. No, yeah, he's not. He's well. It's not bad reasoning. Like that's it's a weird. <sighs> like it's a weird thing. Like um, in the video I talked about the round table, uh, he talks about why he didn't do Django, because Samuel uh, Samuel he brings like because they kind of bring it up. It's like yeah, because he's supposed to be like Neo. Uh, but he went and did Wild Wild West instead. Uh, Jesus. And then um, 
Yeah, he's supposed to, he, he was one of the people in line to do Django, and he turned it down. And he gives a reason for it, and it's not a bad reason on its face. Like, for face value, it's like, uh, sure, if you want to be that flowery with it, fine. But if you filter through some sense and everything else, I hate it. I hate it so much. Because also, it kind of didn't factor in the fact that it's fucking Quentin Tarantino. Like, you can feel... It's Amigo. It's Amigo there. Like, there's no reason Will Smith shouldn't have a lot of ego. It's fucking Will Smith, but like... What was his reason? It's a lot. I don't want to... I've been going around because I don't want to mischaracterize it. Okay, okay. But he leans into like... He wanted it to be about love. I, I really don't want to misquote it. Because I want you to hear it from him. Take it in for what it is and then think about it. I feel that. Yeah. And I don't want to filter it through however I already feel about it. it makes sense. No, I get you. Separate. Because I'm, I'm better. But I would watch it here and just tell me what you think about that. Because again, it's not bad reasoning, and he's not dumb, so it's 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 smart for what it is. But then at the same time, you could just counter it with, yeah, but it's Quentin Tarantino, like he's a known genius, hasn't missed, and you know how he gets down, violent as fuck, like and if you if also what comes with that, you know that it's not for nothing. He, Quentin Tarantino's, and we'll end on this because this is kind of, kind of going, but Quentin Tarantino's like, um, if you know how he gets down, like for real, you know that he's all about the characters. His characters, the mo- he develops the characters, he cares about the characters, even if he's going to kill the character. <laughs> it's not for nothing, it's kind of symbolized more something. It's not. It's just not for nothing. It's not violence for the sake of violence. This is a bigger point. Like Kill Bill was like almost like women empowerment. Like you know what I'm saying. Like it's a, it's a lot. Was that a was that a feeling you got from the reason he did say? He says. I mean, you gotta that it that what? it was like uh, just pointless violence. He didn't say that, but like that's more like a vibe you got from what he said. Though. But I mean, he says exactly what he means. That's okay, what, that's what I'm okay. saying. Like, um, yeah, because he says that it's yeah, he's like he wanted to be more in the name of love than just violence for a second. But it's like you know that if you fuck with Tarantino or just watch his movies, you know that one kind of gets the other. Yeah, or. Even if it doesn't, it's not for nothing. Like, it's just a... It was artistic styling and clash. And I just don't know why he didn't... Or why he was... Not only why he wasn't quick to roll with it, but it was enough of a clash where he didn't do it. But he's done so many things where I'm like, why did you feel that way about... Like, what what attracted you to Bright then? Like, if... If you didn't want to do that in that way, fine. But then you wanted to go to a movie that has this tinge, very irresponsible conversation about race underlying the whole thing. Then you jump into that as it was really 
It's strange. It's a... Um, so, like, yeah. I have questions for Will Smith. I want to know... I have questions. Yeah, and I'll find the video and I'll link it. I'll send... Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll send it to you. And, yeah, I'll link it. Um, yeah, I'll do that. Because it's, it's interesting. Yeah, because it's insane. Because I, I need to know what he said. <laughs> yeah. Because Django was... Yeah, and I'm, I wasn't trying to be overly secretive or whatever about it. I just haven't seen it in a long time, so I don't want to misphrase uh, it. Because he is very particular with what he's saying. And this is not just some person that doesn't choose the words correctly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it wasn't like a loose... I, yeah, I just don't want to get it wrong. So I'm like, if you care, then link it so you can see it in context. Uh, in its entirety for all that, but I'm not gonna criticize him and fuck up his words and then criticize him more. It's just I feel that no, not feel doing that. it. Not doing yeah, it. I respect you guys too much and myself. And it was man, I guess. Yeah. That's solid. Yeah. You gotta give the man his love. Oh because he did it's always a different place of love. I don't even want to talk about you that much. I'm not like him, but like it's like the DC. It all comes from a place of love. I want it better. Like I wouldn't waste my time and breath on it if I didn't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if I just hated it for the sake of its garbage. No, it's, I only care because I see what it could be. And same thing with Will Smith. Like Will Smith started Will Smith, but like he could be somehow bigger, which is I don't even know what that means, but like it's not. Or he can maintain. Size. Yeah. I feel like Will Smith has gotten smaller. Yeah, he's not the guarantee yeah. that he was. That's the thing. And not that there are, there's so few guarantees in theater or in movies, um, but he used to be one and that was lost. Yeah. Um, can it be regained? Yeah, but, you know, that's a grind of its own. And it comes with some good decisions that need to be made. And, yeah, Django would have been a good start. So, let's end it there. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, we can go another 50 minutes easily. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just rambling. Um, but yeah, we're going to head out here. Um, yeah. Y'all take it easy today. Yeah, oh yeah, like, subscribe, below, all that. Tell a friend. Hopefully this sounds better than last week. I made some audio adjustments last week that just... Fucked up. Oh, I mean, it's, it it came through, but it didn't sound as good as it did before. Okay, so. I didn't see. I only watched part of the last episode, and I didn't. I didn't watch any of the one before that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, it should be back to normal. Um. So yeah, please um, find you well, and you're having a good week. And uh, we'll see you next week around the same time in the same place. Uh, peace up. Get down. Bye, guys. <laughs> Stay with us a minute. Always. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>